The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, Colorado, Indiana and Louisiana and Michigan as well. Uh, out of order from boosted same game parties to live in game odds win bet has what you need to win sign up today bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T state restrictions apply Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, new from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, the northeast of England. Today is cool, Monday, the... Let's try the 20th of February. Yeah? Oh, I've got the nod off, Baz. Uh, Monday, the 20th of February. Uh, we'll have a little look back over the weekend. It was... Uh, at various times, fun and thoroughly depressing for everyone involved. Um, and then we've got more European stuff. We made our European debuts last week, Ming and Baz, in the Champions League and the Europa League. Did okay. Um, so we've got four Champions League games this week and the second leg of Barcelona, Manchester United. Uh, and you've already heard from him. Joining us, as ever, is the late Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? Late. Six o'clock, Baz. What time is it now, Baz? Yes. We normally we normally record at ten o'clock on a Sunday night, Malcolm. How late are you? No, there's not. If you've agreed, I'm, I'm, if you've I'm agreed to do it, you're not late. If, if you've got a if you've got a routine of ten o'clock on a Sunday, ten o'clock on a Thursday, and then you you throw in the Mondays because you you're busy on a Sunday night. That's not my fault. I I fit in where I can. You know what I mean. But I'm a busy man, Malcolm. You've got to you know you got to work. But you said six o'clock. It's now six thirty three. I said six ish, is what I said. 6.33 is not six ish. And now that's not a fight you can win. I'll die on that hill. Six ish. I've, I've got a feeling, Baz, it's entirely possible Something you're doing this now on a weekly basis just to antagonise me. That's what people are saying. That's what people are saying. I've got a lot of things to do. Sure. Um, right, what's happening anyway? So, I mean, where do you want to start, Baz? Do you want to? There's an obvious thing that me and you have to talk about through our fans' supporters' eyes. Are we going to uh, are we going to bury the headline? Are we going to leave that until we do the Newcastle game in a few minutes' time, or do you want to get it out of the way now? We'll get the Newcastle game, eh? we'll just do it in, in the. We'll get it out of the way now. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I made a friend on Saturday at the match, Baz, and I did say I would give them a shout out. Um, See the seats around me often full of uh, you get strangers, all kinds of people, and halfway through that game, it was such an absolute disaster that it kind of turned into a bit of a coffee morning where we were sat. Everyone was just chatting on, uh, trying to analyse just how disastrous it had all been. Um, and I spent about an hour and a quarter chewing the head off uh, off Rebecca, and it turns out Rebecca is a bit of a degen as well. Uh, was an equal part very sensible and absolutely bonkers uh, but I had a good chat um, so I showed her the uh, a little screenshot of the podcast she took a photo of the podcast thing and said I'll have a listen I expected her not to bother I'll be honest with you and within a couple of hours plus, Rebecca had followed uh, our show Twitter page uh, so I did see I'd uh, 
say hello. I also said I'd try and get her on to make some picks if she's a DJ. She said she's been saving up all her free bets since Christmas to put on Man United winning 10-0 next week. That made me laugh. Because <laughs> I'd say it might not be a bad bet. So anyway, that was fun and game. So if you are listening, Rebecca, hello. Enjoy chatting. Shame it wasn't in uh, more fun circumstances. Um, yeah, we did all right, Baz. I had a... I looked through our review. It was a funny weekend of games, like especially the Saturday afternoon. I was sitting in the pub and there was no goals until the injury time in the first half. Yeah, like um, 41 minutes, wasn't it, the first goal? Yeah. Come and then, and I had a feeling I couldn't see anything that was going right. And actually, when I got back, I didn't get back to about midnight and lots of alcohol had been taken by them and checked my picks. I had actually done all right. I went five and five on the weekend. Um, you went four and five with a push, but we both had enough. Um, I had a plus three forty winner in there, and you had a five to one winner in there. So we ended up on uh, over over eleven units each. You went early twelve. Yeah. I was eleven and a half for a for a ten good. unit week. Good. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and I hit the Sod's Law special as well, which we'll come to in a little while. I hope uh, Kieran's listening. We'll get to you in a little while, Kieran. It is Kieran, isn't it? The, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we start with the Saturday lunchtime game. Uh, Aston Villa two, Arsenal four. Both teams to score was the pick. Was a hot start. This cashed within sixteen minutes. Uh, price was round about four to five. You took Arsenal team total. I think didn't you, Baz? Arsenal goals. Yeah, two, two or more goals for Arsenal was the pick for me. Uh, yeah, it was around five to six. So good start of the day, wasn't it? We got two two winners. On the early uh, a bit of a mad game. We t- we said this was a big game for Arsenal and they needed to get right spot and it didn't look like they were going to do it. They went behind. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, well, they went behind twice, in fact. And then it just... Uh, it was fizzing out. Arsenal, um, Villa went and hit the bar, sort of 80-odd minutes. And then you get a lucky third goal, a weird fourth goal. Why is no one, Baz... Edward, I don't want to get back on uh, Joe Hart pointing at Johan Gufrad again. But why is no one pointing out that there's two Arsenal defenders play. stood in front of the goalie? I, I don't know. I, I why is that not a thing this week? Off, offside just changes from one week to the next, doesn't it? It was it. They were bang on line with a goal, one there. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Martinez was saving it. Um, but but it's interfering with play, isn't it? That's that's the that's the rule. I just yeah, offside. Some sometimes yeah. you get some things you don't. You just got it. It's like just a lot really these days, isn't it? So yeah, so Arsenal got one there. And again, I mean Arsenal had a big weekend in lieu of what happened uh, later in the day with Manchester City. But uh, under the three o'clocks, Brentford won, Palace won. I think we both took Brentford bars. This turned into a bit of a nothing game, really. And um, Brentford's yeah. look. I didn't realise this was a draw until I watched match of the day on Sunday morning because I'd left to go to the match by the time. Brentford had knocked in a 97th minute equaliser. Uh, Palace looked like they would have got the first win in forever. Um, Brentford equalised, but yeah, Brentford's great run of form. I suppose that had to come to end at some point. Um, Palace will be thankful for the point because I don't think they were very good. But yeah, just um, not much we could do about this one, Bas. Yeah, I mean, I, I was aware of the 1 1 because I was in the ground by the time the goal went in. We got in quite early uh, watching Soccer Saturday. And uh, as you say, a late one. Brentford were never in it, weren't they? They were behind. Um, on 70 minutes we were never ahead never a winner bad start no like I say nothing game really uh, Brighton nil Fulham won I, I took the under two and a half goals I was delighted with this because everything that I knew to be right and proper was screaming at me goals but I actually went with the data uh, and the data took me to under two and a half and 
Fulham scored with their only shot on target in the 90th minute, got a 1-0 win. Um, you were um, seduced by uh, the hype as you went for the over to win a half. This was the one that... Yeah, we were, I mean, one of us had on to get a win out of this one. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, on this occasion... It completely was... on different sides. But Brighton made a gazillion chances again. Couldn't... Uh, a bit, little bit like old Brighton. Uh, couldn't take them. Yeah. And then smash and grab um, for Fulham. It was still I mean, going the, along the XG, okay. I like, you know, I like the XG stats. The XG yeah. for that game, 2.3 to Brighton. North point three to follow. Yes, I saw that. North point three. Yeah, just a regular trend with Brighton at the moment, isn't it? Their 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 is over two every bloody week at the minute, but they're not taking the chances. Like it, it's something you've got to going to have to factor in. Seven shots on goal, um, twenty one goal attempts in total for Brighton, uh, and yet they didn't score at all. So definite concern for Brighton. As, as you say, the the they go through streaks of this, don't they? Where they, they play really yeah. well, loads of chances, just can't finish, and they're, they're right back to the, to that sort of patch of form again at the moment. Uh, Chelsea North Southampton won. We had won. Um, I was wrong, but at least I was really wrong. Um, half-time, full-time I took. Chelsea didn't happen at all. Um, you took... Do you go on the unders? Oh, yeah, under two and a half for you, so that was a little winner. But I'd said in the week, Chelsea self-motivating for 20 years, by the way. I don't get it because it's not something that can... It's not hereditary. Uh, it baffles me completely. But they went away to Dortmund on Tuesday or Wednesday. It looked okay, made loads of chances. And then, cause, because they want to, because they want to play well, they come home to Southampton and they're absolute dog shit. And they lose to a team who will probably play in the, the worst football of anyone in the league. Um, yeah, really weird one. A good goal from Ward-Prowse. Again, he does that, but... Yeah, bit of a baffling one this one, but uh, you, yeah, did, I mean, you did okay to come out with a winner. Yeah, the unders, the unders for Chelsea, I was just, it's hit five in a row before that. That's six in a row now for the unders, and 10 of their last 11 games have gone under 2.5. It just, just looks an easy pick at the minute for, for them, but uh, yeah, yeah, I know you didn't fancy it. And if, if ever it was going to turn around, Southampton looked like a team who were there for the beating. Uh, I was yeah. I was happier that it went that way rather than it was nil nil half time and Chelsea won three nil. I sort of wanted yeah. to be on the at least I mean I was completely on the wrong side, which I've got no issue with. Um, Everton one needs nil. Um, the bet was over four and a half cards, which hit. I thought I was going to hit the jackpot here yeah, because I'd gone with a ladder. Um, Forty four minutes were on four cards. Um, See that there was there was four in one period, wasn't there? It was a little scrap, yeah. So yeah, I called if you scrap at the end of the first half, aye. Yeah. So I name checked. Um, Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney is the two who get stuck in, both in the book in the first half. Um, and it was Tyler Adams who um, throttled Dwight McNeil. So everyone went in the book. And then nothing, uh, nothing, 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 until after the final whistle, Wilfred Nonto got booked. Uh, so we cashed up with five. So we didn't get very far up the ladder. Uh, a little bit of a mini step ladder again, but it was a winner. Um, your, you took the draw, Baz. Could easily be the draw, because I don't know what that goal was. James Coleman never, ever, ever scores. Certainly wasn't his shot. Um, Leeds just don't win, though. I think Leeds have won the fewest games um, in any of the top five European leagues. And why haven't they got a new manager, Baz? That would be an idea, wouldn't it? They haven't, they haven't got a single shot on target again against Everton. So once Everton went up, it never really looked like the draw was uh, was going to happen. I did say 1-1 was a possible shout as well, but I didn't see much of the game. Seen a bit of the highlights. Um, but Leeds just offered nothing. They've been linked today with was it, is it Gracia? Is it, is no it idea. I haven't seen anything, Baz. I've been sitting here waiting for you most uh, of the day. There was, um, there was some talk. I think it was Javi Gracia um, was linked. But there's been a few. Benitez has been 
Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Javi Gracia's in two to five, favourite for the job. Benitez in four to one, and then it's twelve to one. Anyone outside of those? So those are two names in the frame at the moment. But I think they really need to pull a finger out and do something very quickly. Uh, Nottingham Forest won Manchester City won uh, the Betwas board seems to score tick um, keep riding that it's sort of 3-0 I think for me that was 19-20 to 20. Um, you took Manchester City to do all sorts of things and frankly Baz how on earth did they not beat them 9-0 don't know I mean I, I, I sort of watched the early part of that before I head out to, to the Newcastle match uh, and in that first sort of 20 minutes or something, we were like 85% possession and ridiculous amount of chances created. Um, I mean, expected goals, 2.74 for City. Uh, 23 attempts on goal, six shots on target, um, six blocked shots, 10 corners to nil. Everything was, was City. And then smash and grab from the man on the wall. He's made of wood. Chris Wood, there he is. Is Chris Wood made of wood? Nibs asked. Well, his, uh, yeah, I put him on the wall for his for his late equaliser. That was a big result for them. Big result in the title race. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, how on earth? Yeah, I mean, the Foden dropped his arse when he should have played Harland in. Harland missed a few players running from about the yard. Out the worst one was the header. I don't know if it was Diaz or Laporte, a centre back anyway. An absolute free header from a corner, a yard and a half out. Uh, and he headed it straight into Nevas's nutsack, who kept it out. But um, absolutely incredible how they didn't win that one. So, but yeah, fair play to Forrest. I mean, um, they, they're doing okay at home. They're very hard team. And they're chipping away. They're picking up points and they're, they're keeping uh, the teams below them at arm's length. Um, this is Barry's headline for the week. Wolves nil, Bournemouth one. Um, I took Wolves team total. That was all right. But Wolves have been playing okay, scoring some goals. Uh, Baz somehow got to Bournemouth, the underdog play at five to one. Barry, uh, do you want to talk us through this one? Yeah, just I, I thought you'd have your Bournemouth man on the wall. I couldn't find the Tavian, Tavernier shirt. <laughs> the only Tavernier shirt I could find was him in a Middlesbrough shirt. Yeah, right. uh, I couldn't find a Bournemouth one, so uh, we end up with Chris Wood. But yeah, obviously that would that would have been the first choice to go up on the wall. Yeah, I mean I was delighted with this one. Um, it was nice to get a, a really big one like that because that that pretty much by that point squared me off for the for the weekend and everything else was was free rolling really. Um, I just said to you I wasn't I wasn't as high on Wolves as you were. Yeah, the home form was very hit and miss. It was win lose win lose win lose every week. It's one or the other, um, and the 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 next one was due to be a loss. It wasn't, I wasn't sitting there saying, look, Bournemouth are definitely winning. There wasn't, you know, you look at Bournemouth's form, the form doesn't lead you to suddenly think Bournemouth are going to win. But I thought they played a bit better against Newcastle, a little bit better against Brighton the week before when they lost 1-0. Um, a few little little signs of some progress there and I thought at 5-1 it was it was a value. I couldn't back Wolves at, at odds on was what I said. Um, and at 5-1 I thought it was the, the best value on the money line. Um, and so it turned out to be. So, yeah, I was delighted with that one. Yeah, great effort, that Baz. Like you say, that's uh, one of those a week and you're, you're in business. Um, and then, Barry, Newcastle United nil, Liverpool 2. Um, we'll tell you, my bet was Liverpool minus 1. <laughs> uh, the price of plus 340. This was the one that got me um, over the uh, 10 units for the weekend as well. I also gave out the Sods Law Special, which was Darwin Nunes to score first at 15 to 2. Uh, anytime scorer was 12 to 5. 
we talked before that we just uh, just knew that. But tipped him up every week and he couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. And the minute he came to play against Newcastle, he was just guaranteed to drill one in. And it took him about seven minutes, didn't it? And he'd scored. Um, I, um, I actually thought he'd scored the second one because that was at the other end of the ground. Turns up it was Gapo. So Liverpool got 2-0 up early. Not the end of the world, Baz. However, then Nick Pope got sent off um, in a, so we politely call it a rush of blood. He came charging out of his penalty yeah, area. Fa- all it is, isn't it? Yeah. Face planted the ball, handballed it, got sent off. And at that point, because the, the issue is Newcastle have a cup final uh, next weekend, our first League Cup final appearance since 1976. Nick Pope is probably one of our two more two or three most important players and had got himself suspended. So he was, and he knew immediately, he knew he was suspended. So he was crestfallen. And then you had this utterly bizarre situation that our replacement goalkeeper comes off the bench, Martin Dubravka. However, earlier in the season, we loaned Martin Dubravka to Manchester United, um, who we play in the cup final next week. So Martin Dubravka is unable to play because he has played for the team that we're playing against. Uh, our third choice goalkeeper, uh, Carl Darlow, is on loan at all because why do you need three goalkeepers? Um, leaving us with our fourth choice goalkeeper, Lorius Carius. What I don't even know his name. Lorius Carius. Uh, German fella. You'll probably remember him from throwing the ball into the goal lots in the Champions League final a couple of years ago. Um, I think turned, he turned up over Christmas. I'm not even sure why he turned up over Christmas. Um, strange one, wasn't it? Because we brought yeah. him in and then brought Dubravka back from Man United at the same time. Um, yeah, very strange one. He's obviously very much a fringe player. Um, not expected to see any football at all this season. And suddenly he's catapulted into his debut for a cup final this week. Or so it would seem. I mean, we're all assuming it'll be him. Could be the young lad Gillespie, couldn't it? But I think Carius has got experience, hasn't he? At, at, at you know, first team football at big teams, so it's got to be him that that starts. Yeah, he made twenty nine appearances for Liverpool over over a period of five or six years. Um, played games for Mainz in Germany prior to that. Played Besiktas, Union Berlin. Um, so. <laughs> He's an experienced goalkeeper. I just I'm over it now. You know, at the time it was sickening. Pope's been such a big player for us. And I just think just gotta fucking trust the next man to come in. Most that was it. It was just such a weird thing being at the game. It was obviously we were already 2-0 down, so it's not why we lost the match. I actually think we played badly after that. We did all before that for that matter. But when that happened, the stunned silence. There was a yeah. few people around sitting around who did this is how I ended up starting to chat to Rebecca. Um People didn't know whether or not the kid behind me was saying he's not suspended, but I knew fine well he was. But like, yeah, and it was it was like a wake, like up there for twenty minutes. It was like a funeral, um, and everyone was just in shock. I've never been in a ground like that where because before the game in the pub we met early on, I had three or four pints. Everyone was talking about next weekend and what you were hoping for, what you were hoping to do, and go and see, and or what you were worried about. But that wasn't... We didn't worry about that. We weren't worried about that happening. That wasn't one of the things we talked about. I mean, and then, I've seen a couple of people saying, why, why did we let Carl Darlow go on loan? It, it looks a foolish decision now. And I think, why wouldn't he? He was our third choice goalkeeper. And, and the, the only possible scenario that we would ever need Carl Darlow 
<laughs> was if Pope got sent off in one particular game. That that was it. That was the only way. Yeah. It, it was just so unlikely a scenario that letting call Darlow just made sense. It, you know, he probably wanted to win. Um, I've seen some bizarre claims that we should call Carl Darlow back. Apparently that's an option. Did you see one of the ones today? Someone saying we should loan Pope out to Blythe Spartans. Um, they've got a midweek game. <laughs> they've in the midweek and then cancel his loan and have him back. I'm sure that doesn't work, but it, you know, people are looking for loads of harebrained ways of, of trying to get Pope out of this. That part. would be great. Anyway, as soon as it happened, first thing I'd done was turn to my brother and say, that's it, he's out the final because we, we knew that. I mean, we knew how it worked because despite the fact it's a different competition, sent off in the league, he's going to miss the cup final. We knew that because Bruno got sent off in the cup semi-final and we all knew at that point he'd miss the Premier League games that were coming up rather than miss the final. So we can't have it both ways. You know, we're happy to have Bruno back um, despite him going off in the semi. Shite. It's absolute shite, but you just got to put your faith in. I mean, the, most of what we've done, what we've achieved this season has come off the back uh, of our defence as well as our goalkeeper. And, you know, if, if our back four play as well as they have done at, at points in this season, we can hopefully make it an easier game for Carrius. Um, obviously, Man United are scoring freely at the moment. But there's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. At the time, it sort of lowers your expectations a bit, maybe for Sunday, which might be a good thing. Um, well, oddly but- enough, it did make me feel a load better because I've said for the last couple of weeks, I was, I was absolutely dreading next week for some reason. And then I feel like I've done me morning now. I feel like I'm over it. Because um, what I was expecting to happen Sunday coming... That disaster happened last Saturday. I feel like we got it out of the way early so I can crack on with the rest of my life now. Um, didn't learn too much really about either side here. Obviously, Newcastle was stymied, but Liverpool played well before that. Was, well, they didn't defend well because Newcastle made chance after chance after Honestly, chance. I didn't, think, I didn't think Liverpool were great, mate. I mean, I know they don't have to be because they're 2-0 up. Yeah. But even Cobb said, 2-0 up against 10 men, you want to go on and get that third and make it... Make it game over. Whereas we, we threatened, you know, had we nicked one of our chances 10 minutes to go, they'd have been under the cosh for the last 10 minutes. So it wasn't their plan to suddenly get 2-0 up and, and we're down to 10 men, we'll hold on to what we got. And they just didn't look very good. I was thinking about Salah, you know, in recent years, Salah, he gets the ball in those positions and you think, goal, every time. Now yeah. you get it. And, and I'm quite confident he's not going to score. Yeah. He's just not Agreed. putting him away with the same rate. Um and they conceded a lot of chances to Newcastle, and Newcastle did what they've done with most of our chances in recent games is is waste them. Although it wasn't particularly wasteful. I mean, San Maximin was tipped onto the bar, wasn't it? Dan Bar hit Dan Byrne hit the crossbar. I mean, the the one where Gordon's clean through puts Wilson in that should have been a goal. But against a good save, Allison. I mean, Allison was probably man of the match, which tells you how well Newcastle played, yeah. despite being down to ten men for seventy minutes. Again, looking at the XG, Newcastle won the XG in in this game. 2.09 to Newcastle and 1.92 Liverpool on the XG um, stats. Um, counts for nothing, does it? It was, it was a defeat fair and square. Um, and as you say, you come out of it and you could have took the defeat on the chin, but the, the sending off was just a fucking kick in the ball. Yeah. That you could have done without, like, wasn't it? But I hit it's the unders. Most... I mean, the 2-0. Two, two you did hit the there. unders. I thought, no chance I'm hitting my unders here. Um so, in terms of a betting perspective, the Saturday was quite a... Started strong. We both hit a winner in the first game. We both hit a winner, finishing strong in the last game. And then in the middle, a nice 5-1 to one shot. I got me unders in the Chelsea game. So, uh, 
Yeah, I was trying to compare another sandwich analogy because we had a good good outside, didn't we? Early games were good, late games were good, and then a five to one winner in the middle. That's that's your ham and peas pudding stotty, that Malcolm. That is your ham and peas pudding stotty pass, you're right. Um yeah, it was the most Newcastle thing ever. Like uh one final word on this. Bleeding moon off. Uh, messages me early on I'm sitting in the pub what's going to happen today I said I, I think Liverpool will win and he said really he thought I was taking the piss Moonaf's a plastic Liverpool supporter um, I said no I think and I, I laid out the reasons why no problem I thought Moonaf might be happy I get home Moonaf's in the Discord channel trying to needle me about Liverpool winning like inappropriate behaviour strike against Moonaf's name there Baz well on a similar note um, we we regularly check my daughter's phone. She's only 13. She's got a phone. So we, we, we check her. She has to hand it over at half 10 on an evening. Off to goes to bed. Helen sort of has a look through the messages, sees what's going on. So Chloe yeah. was at the game with me. And uh, she got a bit of grief after after the game from one of her friends, who is a Liverpool fan. Oh, really? Born and bred in Nottingham, Liverpool. And she was getting a bit of grief. But but the react. what I was really proud of was the reaction to Chloe saying, I'm not taking this from you just because you're a glory-seeking Liverpool fan. Why do you support Liverpool? What connection have you got to Liverpool? And probably giving it back, like probably giving it back. And this went on and on for hours and hours. And uh, Helen was reading through it to me last night. I was just chuckling away at myself saying, yeah, that's my girl. It was really proud That's about. good effort. Stuck up for herself and, uh, you know, didn't it just says, look, I'll take it from a proper Liverpool fan. But no. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, well, get her to check. I'll send Moonaf's number and she can send in a message <laughs> later. Um, on that subject then, Baz, uh, my 13-year-old daughter apparently uh, cried when Nick Pope got sent off. But because um, it's granddad's last chance next weekend to watch Newcastle win a cup because he'll probably die. Um, and <laughs> Nick Pope, well, it's a little bit macabre. Like um, Nick Pope getting sent off had kind of ruined that chance. So she was upset because her granddad wouldn't get the chance, one last chance to see them win the cup. So um, we might be doing a little bit of this parenting right, Baz, for a couple of cretins. Uh, on to Sunday, Manchester United 3, Leicester City nil. I took Leicester's team total to score two or more. And I still, I'll stand here and say that was a good bet because they could very easily have done that. Um, they absolutely battered man. Well, they battered them for having two, missed two sitters. Yeah. A good save for him to hear, but Barnes is... Not going to give him the chance to save it. And then Ian Atchew said it was a bit weak. He clawed it away. Then Man United score probably an offside goal. And that, then that's it. They go on to win 3-0. Yeah, I took the um, Asian goal line three. So that was, that was my push, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, one more would have got us a winner. But um, as you say, it started really brightly with, with Leicester. I thought they were going to get off to a good start. Um, and once it went once it went 1-0, that was, that was it. I mean, the... And you were pretty ruthless again in the end, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And then the final game of the day, Tottenham 2, West Ham United 0. Took both teams to score. I didn't actually see a lot of this match. Um, I had to dive out at half-time. I, I worked last night, so I didn't see this one, but I don't think West Ham covered themselves in glory. Tottenham eventually got it done at home, which they can do. Um, and this wasn't a great spectacle by all accounts, but... Yeah, again, I didn't didn't get to watch much of it. I was quite busy on a Sunday afternoon, but I'd included it in a few bets. I took the both teams to score. Um, and I put a couple of accumulators out in the Discord and on TikTok and stuff. We'd, um, I took Paris Saint-Germain goals. I took Juventus team goals. Um, Dortmund handicap was another one I'd put out. The only thing that didn't come off um, out of everything I put out on the Sunday 
in the Discord and the TikTok was the both teams to score. So West Ham let me down for uh, quite big accumulators and, and things like that. It was a bit of a bit of a blow, but there's always a bit of a risk on it. West Ham are pretty shit at the moment, aren't they? There'll be another one looking yeah. for a new manager soon, I reckon. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, ten, 10 games profit there for both of us. Baz at level stakes, which you can't argue with. Uh, let's get on. We'll get on to these European games after I've told you about our. Uh, official online sports we of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, which is WinBet, um, active in a bunch of states, tons of way to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Uh, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive a special offer, bet $100 to get $100, limited to state availability. And if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T offer subject to change T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you were someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 so Champions League uh, last week we had the first four games in the round of 16 Uh, this week we'll see the first leg of the other four games Two games on Tuesday, two games on Wednesday. All the games are 8 o'clock UK time, 3pm Eastern time kickoffs. And we will start with Eintracht Frankfurt against Napoli, where Frankfurt are the 12 to 5 plus 240 underdogs. The draws at 5 to 2 plus 250. And Napoli are 11 to 10 plus 110. Uh, and Eintracht Frankfurt are 6th. In a very tight Bundesliga, a really good uh, race in Germany for the title this year. Uh, inconsistent. However, it is the home form uh, that's been the making of them. They've won seven of 11 at home in the league, um, including the last four games. They've won 2-0, 3-0, 3-0, 4-2. So, decent home form. Uh, they finished second behind Spurs in their uh, group stage of the Champions League. Quite sort of middle in form, really. Nothing too spectacular. Natalie, on the other hand, have been one of the stories of the season. 15 points clear in Syria. Won 20 of their 23 games. Um, they won... Well, they came out of a, a straightforward group, really, um, with Liverpool in the group stage. They scored 20 goals in the six group games that they played. Um, so, I mean, obviously, Napoli are flying. Um, scoring loads of goals as well. Also, many can't stop scoring. But I do like um, Frankfurt's home form. That gives you a, a, an opportunity, I think. It looks like goals. In fact, a lot of these games there this midweek did look like goals. Uh, both teams to score is short, uh, a little bit too short. But the over two and a half is backable, I think. Um, four to five, minus 120. So I think Frank uh, Eintracht can can contribute. Maybe a 2-1 Napoli win, something like that. I'll take the over two and a half, Baz. Um, at four to five minus one twenty. Yeah, not bad. As you say, Napoli are flying in Serie A with a fifteen point lead at the top on a seven game winning streak in the league. Um, Inter did beat them on the first game back after the World Cup. Prior to the World Cup, they were on an eleven game winning streak. So that's eighteen wins in nineteen last ones. Because as you say, they've, they've only failed to win three, they've lost one, drew two, and those two draws came really early in the season as well. So. Uh, yeah, 18 wins out of the last 19. Hell of a streak at the moment. Um, Frankfurt sitting sixth in Bundesliga, are they, at the moment? Yeah. Tight Bundesliga at the moment. I'm sure they're only four points off top. 
um, sitting in sixth place. Um, or that might have been Leipzig because we're coming to them in a bit. But it, it is tight at the top of Bundesliga at the moment. Um, Bayern slipped up a little bit coming back from the World Cup and let everybody else back into the race a bit. Um, I, I think Napoli look a good price just because of their form. I, I agree you can't write off Frankfurt here. The home form is decent. But Napoli haven't lost only two games all season. One against Inter in the league. One against Liverpool in the Champions League. Uh, that was one was at Anfield. I think 11-10 is a decent price for Napoli. But I've gone with the goals as well. So I think we're sort of on the same track and, and both can benefit from this one. We pick as Napoli to score two or more goals. Uh, they've hit this in the last eight games. They failed to score two or more in the in the 1-0 defeat to Inter. Um, but they hit in the eight before that. So again, you know, similar to the the, the run of wins, uh, 16 of the last 17 games, they've, they've hit two or more goals. Um, they also hit three or more goals several times this season. I think five times this season they've hit three or more. They put six past Ajax away from home in the Champions League. Um, and I think Ajax are probably a better team than Frankfurt. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've gone with it. Napoli to score two or more. Um, but I'm I'm tempted to push it a little bit higher. Three to one for over 2.5. Ten to one for over 3.5. 25 to one over 4.5. So the pick is Napoli to score two or more. Um, but I'm going to ladder this up. Napoli are in flying form at the moment. Um, and I like them to get on the, on the score sheet here several times. Um, I'm only going to, you, you've already mentioned as well, Osimhen, uh, he scored nine goals in his last seven Serie A games, scored in every single one of them and had a couple of braces in there and, and amongst that. So, he's in great form and seven to four for an anytime scorer, I think is a good price for Osimhen. Again, I'm, I'm going to push that up 10 to one for him to score two or more, 50 for him to get a hat-trick. Uh, so, Osimhen on the scores, Napoli to score a few and OC men to get most of them will be a lovely result for me. But as I say, I'm, I'm not writing off Frankfurt. They are in decent form. They've actually kept three clean sheets in the last six games. But two of those were against the bottom two teams in the league. Um, prior to the World Cup, they didn't have a clean sheet in about 10 games across the league and the Champions League. So so recent form sees them, sees them defensively better, but against some some poor teams there. Um, and just last week, Cologne did put three, three past them as well. So... Chances for Napoli. Take take the goals. Uh, what price was the over one and a half, Baz, for Napoli? Over one point five is ten to eleven, I think. Ten to eleven. Um, oh, it's a double double ladder situation, Baz. Baz's ladder's come out ladder, early. Yeah. Double seven, bubble. He's hit. He's hitting seven games on the bounce, and and as I say, at seven to four in that sort of form, but I've got to have a go. Yeah, I haven't seen that much of him to be honest. But uh, Tigers, uh, my Italian. Uh, football almanac and he said he's absolutely mustard like so yeah um, the second game on Tuesday is a belter on paper Liverpool against Real Madrid a uh, lot of name value here Liverpool are 5-4 to four, uh, plus 125 the draw is 13-5 to five, plus 260 Real Madrid are at 2-1 to one. so we got a first hand view by the Liverpool um, 48 hours ago so can they turn Madrid over? Uh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, they're coming into this off the back of two two nil wins, aren't they? And they'll be a little bit buoyed by that. They beat Everton two nil, beat Newcastle two nil. I still think they're nowhere near the levels of recent seasons. Not playing uh, anywhere near those levels, but they are getting players back now. 
Firmino and Jota were both back in the mix at the weekend. Um, I thought Jota should have had a couple of goals, really. Yeah. Uh, a couple of good chances, didn't he, at the back post, both of them wide, I think. Um, Darwin's a doubt, isn't he? Went down with a shoulder injury several times. Um, <laughs> you know, all the anti-football Newcastle got accused of at Anfield. And, and Liverpool were time-wasting after 14 minutes, weren't they? Um, that was something that annoyed me the other day, and it got me. This is a general on, thing; it's not an anti anti Liverpool thing or anything like that. There was a corner where Trent Alexander Arnold pissed about for about thirty seconds, and then he passed the ball to someone else to take it, and then it went back to him, and it this went on for ages and ages. The fans were going mad, players were going mad for the time wasting. And the referee puts his arm in the air, points to his watch, as if to say, you know, as if to reassure yeah. everyone, don't worry, the time will get added on here. You get to the end of the second half, he had three minutes on. So he didn't yeah. add any time on for that corner at all. There was a minute wasted. No time got added on because Darwin Nunes was tripped for at least three minutes on the pitch. Both teams made several substitutions. Yeah. So this this thing of pointing to your watch to say, didn't worry, I've got it. That would be fine if you added on, like they did in the World Cup or, or they did in the group stage of the World Cup. They see even then they, they sort of reined back on it a little bit. But you're putting you point your watch, but you're not actually doing anything, are you? Because the whole thing with time wasting. I get why teams do it. It doesn't doesn't bother me. As I say, we've been guilty of it as much as anyone. But it can be stopped by a referee just dealing with it yeah. and, and having the time on. But they just don't. But yeah, that pissed me off. I see him point to his thing and I thought, you can point to that, but you guarantee you're not adding any time on for this. Yeah. As I would say, well, under five seasons away maximum from a one-hour clock. 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 I, I, yeah. I think it'll come in. I don't like it. It has to. I don't like the idea, but I think it'll come in because referees don't deal with it. And as I say, that's not a dig at Liverpool. That was that was purely just looking at the referee and thinking, you, you're talking shite here, you're not going to add this on. And it was clear at the end he hadn't because three minutes was nowhere near enough. Um, <laughs> getting back to the game anyway. Um, yeah, so Darwin did pick up the injury. Klopp says he's got a chance to make it. Whether they'll rush him back for that, I don't know. With, with Jotter and Firmino now in the frame. Uh, remains to be seen. I mean, prior to those two recent wins, there were four wins, four games without a win in the league. Um, as I said, it, Liverpool finished second behind Napoli in this group. Five wins, and the only defeat was to Napoli. Real Madrid topped their group, finishing ahead of Leipzig, Shakhtar, Celtic. So definitely a group they would expect to come through. Um, they're a bit behind in the league, eight points behind Barcelona in the league. I've discounted recent form and played in some World Club Cup games, which totally bypassed me. I didn't realise the World Club Cup had been happening. Did you? Uh, I'd seen like Palmeiras had played Al Hilal or something yeah, three well, weeks ago. Al, Al Ali and Al Hilal uh, to win the World Club Cup. Um, so I've discounted those because what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Recent league form, four wins, one draw, one loss. Five clean sheets from uh, those six games. The under 2.5s also hitting five out of the last six in the league. But they have been scoring plenty in the Champions League. They've scored 15 in the 16 games. They've scored two or more in five of the six games. And whilst Liverpool have had three clean sheets in their last four games in the league, prior to that, they did go eight games without a clean sheet. We know Liverpool had been quite leaky this year. I feel like there's potential for goals here. Um, I was very fortunate to cash the under two and a half in the Liverpool game against Newcastle. If Liverpool offer up the chances they did to a 10-man Newcastle team, then Real will punish them. Um, I think Real Madrid are a, are, a, are a decent price to win the game, but I'm going similar to 
the previous game. I'm going for the goals. Real scored two or more at 11 to 8 is the play for me here. Uh, as I say, they've, they've hit hit two or more in, in quite a few of their recent games, and, and I'll, I'll back them to carry on that. Yeah, so fair enough. Really in a group. So. Again, this was another one. You're right, it does scream goals, and part of that is looking at the data and the numbers. The other part is singing what I saw with my own eyeballs on uh, on Saturday tea time because they were wide open as well as, well as the play. Because they, they've got good players, and that's that's not a complicated thing. Uh, so Nunes, Gakpo, Salah, um, Jota, etc. will always create chances and keep you in the game. Um, Van Dijk's back as well. He played his first game for a little while at the beginning. Real Madrid, um, they've won... Like I say, they're, they're, they're second in the Liga. They're, they're way behind Barcelona. Um, they have won nine of the last 12. Um, five clean sheets in the last six. My concern here, Baz, is, is there a gap? How, how much of a gap is there between the Premier League and the Liga? Because we watched Barcelona Manchester United last week. It's a form line that Barcelona are absolutely running away with it. Don't concede a goal ever. Um, and Man United went out there and were probably the better team. Really good game. We're going to get to the second leg in a little while. Um, but I think there's a gap between the Premier League and quite a lot of leagues uh, at the moment. So on a form line, that would just that's the one thing that would temper me taking that two to one about Madrid that you said is a good price. Again, this is to me screen goals again though. So uh, the over two and a half is short. It's right at the limit. I'm going to give it out because I'm shameless. So that's my pick. Um, it's 13 to 18, minus 138. So it's pretty short. However, Baz, I'm going to temper it by adding in, um, this is kind of my own ladder. Um, both teams to score in both halves is 11 to 1. Because um, you say we think it's going to be goals galore. So we'll take a one all at half time. We'll take a two all at full time. Uh, both teams to score in both halves, 11 to 1, uh, but the main picks over 2.5, 13 to 8. Uh, we move on to Wednesday night, where Inter Milan will take on Porto. Inter Milan are 7 to 10, minus 142. Uh, 13 to 5 on the draw, plus 260. Porto are the dogs on the road at 4 to 1. Uh, Inter are second behind, sorry, finished second behind Munich uh, in the group that ended with them singing off Barcelona. Um, they got a 3-3 away draw in Barcelona and a 1-0 home win, which helped them out with that group. Uh, they were distant second to Napoli in Syria, who we've already talked about. The form is okay. Loads of low scoring games, loads of 1-0 wins uh, until the weekend where they beat Udinese 3-2. Um, and they have won 10 of their 12 home games, so the home form's rock solid. Porto won a group over Bruges. Um, Again, the beneficiaries of Atletico not turning up in that group, really. Uh, but they did have two good away wins in that group. They had a 3-0 and a 4-0 away win um, in those groups. I think Milan will win. Obviously, they're very short. But I think Porto could score. Um, they are in form domestically, although it is quite a particularly weak league, actually, that Portuguese one. I found a bet here that gives... Um, Gives me a chance if Porto can score, but also if Porto don't score, uh, Milan could do all the heavy lifting themselves. The pick is going to be uh, Milan to win in over two goals. Price of plus 180. So Porto will get the score sheet. Milan win 2-1. We're laughing. If Porto don't score, we've still got the option of Milan winning 3-0. 
to get us over the line. So, yeah, Inter to win in over two goals, Baz. Price of plus 180. Mm. Uh, right. I, I've, I've got the opposite here, yeah. So, one of Don't us know. might win. Um, one of us probably won't. Um, I just, I, I mean, Inter are in good form, as you say. Only one defeat in 11 since the new year. Um, they've tightened up at the back since the new year. They've had six clean sheets in 11 since since New Year. The home games for Inter have gone under 2.5 in six of the last seven. Um, for Porto, um, they've got under 2.5 in six of their last seven on the road as well. Um, so both teams had an over 2.5 last game, but then had a six-game under streak before. So six or seven unders for both teams. Two teams in good form. I think it could be a bit of a chess match, this one. And I'm taking the unders at 8 to 11. Oh, wow. Okay, then. First disagreement of the evening. Uh, no help. Under two and a half, eight to 11. Uh, last game is uh, RB Leipzig against Manchester City. Uh, RB Leipzig are the home puppies, 7 to 2 plus 350. The doors at 14 to 5 plus 280. Manchester City 3 to 4 minus 133. Baz, are you good enough to work out Manchester City? Not really. Um, we'll see. We'll see where we'll go with it. Um, I mean, Leipzig are sitting fifth in the Bundesliga, only four points from the top. Um, they finished second in a group behind Real Madrid, seeing off Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Celtic. So, definitely a group that would have expected or hoped to come out of. Um, with with two weaker teams in, in there. Um, being goals in that Champions League games, four of the six Champions League games went over 3.5 goals. Um, they only failed to score in the away leg against Real Madrid. Um, at home, they beat Real Madrid 3-2. Um, in the league for Leipzig, Overs is 7-2 and two in the last nine. So, um, Overs for Leipzig in both Champions League and league form looks to be good Man City second, sitting second in the league two points behind Arsenal they won their Champions League group ahead of Dortmund Sevilla Copenhagen City actually had two nil-nil games in the group uh, Dortmund and Copenhagen the Copenhagen one did come when they were down to 10 men for most of the game um, but in the other four games they did score 14 goals across those four and City haven't kept a clean sheet for four league games on the bounce now so again we know they're leaking goals Leipzig are scoring plenty. I can see, you know, Leipzig playing their part in this game, certainly in this home leg. I can't trust City defensively there, so I'm, I'm leaning towards the goals again here. Um, as I say, the overs for Leipzig are hitting frequently enough. Um, lots of game, goals in the games involving them in the Champions League. So I'll take the over at 2.5 at 8 to 11 here. 2.5. Um, so, yeah, handicap that. The thing exactly the same, Baz. Um, echo absolutely everything you've said. However, I um, I put my big boy pants on, Baz. Um, over three and a half goals is what I came down on. Seven to four. I don't, don't, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Like it's um, another one where I wouldn't be afraid to to claim it up a bit higher. Like, yep, seven to four plus one seventy five. So yeah, um, obviously a bit of a team ride here. Baz over two and a half. I've gone brave with the over three and a half. But yeah, everywhere you looked at it again. These games all just screaming goals this week. It's going to be 5 0 nil draws here, but um, so that's the Champions League done. Thursday night sees the second leg of the Manchester United Barcelona tie. 2 2 draw last week uh, in Barcelona. This game, um, 
for the this is for the the match itself. Um, ninety minutes on on Thursday evening. Manchester United are. I'll tell you what, Baz. While I'm doing this, can you have, get the um, prices to qualify the teams to emerge from the tie? I should have done that. Really, uh, Man United thirteen to ten plus one thirty uh, to win this. The draw is twenty one to ten plus two ten, and Barcelona are sixteen to five plus two twenty. So it is really tight. What have you got for the tie, Baz? Uh, Man United are 8-13 to 13 to qualify. Mm, well. You can work that out in American. Oh, well, you keep talking. I'll do that. Yeah. And Barcelona are 6-5. to That would be plus 120 Barcelona to qualify from the tie. So, yeah, I can't Man be bothered to work that out. Man U, slight, slight favourites. Let's say minus 150, roughly. Yeah, around about. So, yeah, so Man U favourites, they're shorter than I thought, you know. If you'd ask me to price that up, I'd have them maybe five to six or something like that. Yeah, um, I thought the same, yeah. It was a good game last week. We really enjoyed it, actually. Um, it was a weird one because Barcelona worked hard. It was tight. It was close. They got the noses in front. Um, and then it, it was a goalkeeping error, really, that sparked Manchester United getting back into the game. I mean, once that goal went in, as goals very often do, sort of the... Man United were a changed team, so a goalkeeping mistake, Rashford scored, and then Man United were well and truly in the game, Manchester United got ahead, Barcelona equalised, both teams could have won it, both teams went for it, um, there's a lot at stake this week, and I don't see why this game would be any different at all, I don't see why both teams um, aren't going to go for it, I don't really think they have a different way of playing, they've no need to roll out a different way of playing, both teams just need to go and win, score more than the other team and get through. Um, that Handicap is, however, reflected in the prices. Both teams to score is really short. Um, however, the over two and a half goals isn't, Baz. Um, I know I took the unders last week, but I'm going to show growth and development and learn. I'm going to take the over two and a half goals, Baz. Uh, nine to ten, minus 111. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I, I expected that price to be a lot shorter than it is, to be fair. Um, I mean, it was a good game last week. As you say, either team could have won it. The Man United fans, I know, consider themselves unlucky not to have come away with it. Uh, I think we'll see another close game, um, and I think we'll we'll see goals. I took the unders last week. Um, I thought I was flying, half-time, nil-nil. And then in the blink of an eye, I think it was probably within 15 minutes of the kick-off, I was a loser. Um, that was the first time Barca had conceded two goals in a game since the 1st of November. Um, Could have been four or five. Like Man United missed chances in the first half as well. Yeah, yeah. Card, card Mister Sitter, didn't he? You know, they're, they're, it's a different caliber of opposition. Um, they, they were back to normal at the weekend. Two 0 win against Cadiz. I think defensive record this season in the Liga is outstanding. That's five clean sheets in the last six. Um, but they didn't keep a single clean sheet in the Champions League groups. Um, and as you say, could have easily conceded more last week. So goals, I've, I've wrote here, a four to five for over two and a half goals um, it is decent value. I think on the money line, I think it's a really hard game to call. Either team could have won it last week, and I think we'll see it very similar this week. And I think Barcelona are a good value at 23 to 10, plus 230 to win the tie in 90 minutes. I don't dislike that at all, but I'm going to play it slightly safer. I do have a lean towards Barcelona. I think there's slightly better value on Barcelona here. Um, and I'm going to go with Barca to score two or more. So to get two of those three goals that you need, Barca at 13 to eight to score two or more goals in the tie. Or in I mean, the yeah. Leicester City 
should have done it for me on Sunday. So Barcelona, slightly better, should be able to do it. Um, so, Baz, I, that's the end of those. Did you fetch out any... Uh, you mentioned Osserman as a, as a goal scorer, but uh, parlays, anything doing? I've got no parlays written out here. As I say, I did go with a goal scorer and I'll, I'll ride Osserman up um, for one, twos and threes. Uh, but I, I haven't picked a parlay out yet. I no doubt will, but possibly tied in with something from like the championship or the, the sort of lower league stuff or yeah. in the Europa League there'll be a few other games so I'll, I'll probably have a bit more of a look at that so again keep an eye out on Toon Baza Football on uh, TikTok or Toon oh, Baza loves his TikTok and, uh, you know, Discord channel where we where you know anything that comes up last minute we'll, we'll normally post in there well, I found a parlay, and it really, because of the way I handicap every game and the bets I, I, I alighted upon, um, I had no choice. And it's a fun one, and I think we can all tail get in the Discord channel, uh, and we'll have a team ride in it. So it's actually two separate ones. The first one is all eight Champions League teams to score. Um, see, I've got uh, four teams to score. In Frankfurt, um, I've got the overs and both teams to score both halves. Madrid, uh, the, the dodgy one was Porto, um, but they're, they're live. And then uh, Leipzig and Manchester City, you, you outlined the case there. So all eight Champions League teams to score is at a price of plus 750, 15 to 2. So yeah, that's a nice price. And then having uh, cash out, if you want to add in Manchester United, Barcelona um, on Thursday, so all 10 teams to score. Um, that takes it up to 14 to 1. Um, so that could be a nice sweat on uh, Sunday night. So we, we need to do it in stages. We need to get two over the line on Tuesday, two over the line on Wednesday, and then we can have the big sweat on Thursday night. So, yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, it just jumped off the page, really, the way, the way that I looked at these games, Baz. So, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I'm happy to take that. It looks like a live one. Yeah. Um, nice to Hopefully, get through a few days and a bit of drama on the Thursday would be nice. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's got a stall to the end of the handicapping and the picks and everything. Um, anything else you need to tell us about, Baz? No, not from no. me. Shaking no, the head. Yeah. We're uh, we're too down after uh, the the Nick Pope incident to have to have uh, light hearted banter. So on Thursday night, we will review all of this silliness and go through the EFL Cup final next Sunday. And what are you, are you going? Are you going to London to see what you can do or not? I think I'm probably going to go down to London. I'm not expecting to be able to get a ticket. Um, but as you know, Belly and Greg are down there. Um, Louis, a couple of their friends are, are on about going down. So I need to speak to them. They were on about, there's a few Newcastle pubs. Um, and I might go down there just to, I don't want to be in Nottingham watching it. With nope. no atmosphere, no friends, no nothing. I'm not going into a local pub round here sitting with loads of plastic Man United fans. No, don't so do that. I either head to Newcastle or I head to London is my plan at the moment. Um, and I'm undecided. And then who knows, I might be back up Monday or Tuesday for for the open top bus parade. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester's closer for you, Baz. It'll be easier. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, Thursday. Well, we'll look ahead to that. Maybe we'll. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard for us to make. You either get sensible picks, or you'll get a load of either head over hard picks from Buzz or thoroughly depressed 
Manchester United are going to win 10 nil picks off me. Um, but there's, there's also the rest of the Premier League will be in action, so we can, uh, we can turn our... Mentioned Malcolm, I, I didn't get a price on it, but I mentioned it to you before. Come on, I was looking for price on the man that Man U game uh, for cards. So oh, for Barcelona, the, yeah, yeah. I like the the cards. There was there was reasons behind it. Um, again, just another tight win, lot lots at stake. Um, and last week there, there was plenty. I'm just quickly looking back to for six in the game last week. So I think if you can get four over four point five cards, I think it'll probably be the line. At anywhere around evens, uh, that's another ladder I might like in that on the Barcelona Man United cards. Uh, so I'll just put that out there as well because I can't get any prices at the moment, but definitely worth having a look Thursday night, see what they are. Yeah, so uh, yeah, anything that I mean, the place to, to keep abreast of any picks from us and the rest of the the rest of the DJs is in the uh, the Discord channel, Sports Gambling Podcast.com slash Discord at SGPN Premier is the Twitter handle, uh, like, rate, review, tell a friend, etc. Um, so yeah, cheers, Baz. That was uh, fun. Definitely I'm more sorry. reviews on Spotify. We know for a fact there's loads of people listening on Spotify every week, and only twenty of them have clicked that five star review button. It's a shameful, really. So it's shameful. Spotify, That's a good word, Baz. Literally, like literally, if you're listening on Spotify now and you've listened several times, you must be enjoying what you're listening. To. Just press the five star button, like dead easy. Don't even have to write any words. Just press the five star button. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Barry's told you. So, yeah, um, we'll be back on Thursday. I'll try and um, hold it together until then. Cheers, Baz. That was fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, good luck with all your bets this week. Should be plenty good football and hopefully some winners for everyone. Uh, until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.